Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Betty, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Just thinking. That's good. Uh, how do you feel about that, Josh? How do you feel about well, that? It, was, that? It, it wasn't good. Um, no. Hi, but I like this. Hi, Josh and Rob. In brackets, it's never written that way around, is it? No. No. Uh, this is my daughter, Betty, who's 25 months old, in brackets. Let's be honest, she's two. Keep it sexy and relatable, Martha in Ealing. Martha in Ealing. What's Ealing like? I spent the first six months of my life in Ealing. Did you? Oh, maybe that's why she likes you more than me. Went for the Josh Rob. How do you feel about it? It's Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's Parenting Hill. Uh, fine. Yeah? A shorter name goes first anyway, doesn't it? Is that how it works? Isn't it alphabetical normally? I don't know. Lennon and McCartney. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Are you alright, mate? You seem sad. Oh, you know what happened yesterday? You'll enjoy this. Go on. You know, you know, my cat that every three months has to go to the vet to um, have her gallstones. Is it? It's like her liver or whatever it is. Kidneys, kidneys, kidneys kind of flushed. Oh Um, yes, kidney flush. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, So Rose had to go out. It was eleven a.m. that I was doing it. And so I had you to... Were, um, you, were, you were doing the flushing? No, I do was taking the cat. you flush your own cat's kidneys? Yeah, I do, yeah. And no, I had to take the cat to the vet for 11.15. Okay, sorry. Couldn't, we couldn't put... Rose was going out at nine, taking um, the kids to nursery and uh, play scheme. So um, I was basically left with the cat locked in the house. Did some work upstairs, yeah. the cleaner was here, and then um, told her she couldn't go in the bedroom because the cat was locked in the bedroom, but we couldn't just put her in the... Why is the cat locked hours? in the bed? Oh, because you, you don't want her to go out the and not find her. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Anyway, go into the bedroom. Yeah. And somehow the cat isn't in the bedroom <laughs> with the door closed. Like a kind of Jonathan Creek style mystery. Right? 
I'm saying to Rose, I don't know what's, you know, we've locked the door. There's, basically, like Rose and me have... Is Rose back closed, at this point? No, I'm phoning her up. I love the fact that you always ring Rose. Well, because you, it's, a, it's her cat. I know, I know it's her cat, like, Josh. I was like, where's the cat? Yeah, but you locked it in the bedroom. She's, she's, she's locked nothing in the bed. What Rose oh, has done oh, is she's, she's just locked she, nothing she, in the bedroom. Right, okay, so, so she told you she's locked the cat in the bedroom. Yeah. I just nothing. thought you rung someone who's not in the house to no, ask where no. they are. <laughs> okay, she's, okay. So, so I'm she's like, not, I'm gonna have to, so I've, the cat's are right off. Gonna have to go downstairs. I'm gonna have to phone the vet. So the cat's. She didn't actually lock the cat. She thought the cat was in the bedroom, but it wasn't. Yeah, she right. just locked nothing in the bedroom. <laughs> no, all she did she was. Nothing. Ma- <laughs> she, she basically all she did was make sure the cat couldn't go in the bedroom. That was all. Where she you did wanted she. the cat to be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, bear in mind, like I'd opened the bedroom door, like creaked it open so the cat didn't jump out as I got in, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, cat, but, and sliding in sideways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that. All that shit. <laughs> Go downstairs. The cat's in the fucking kitchen. Couldn't believe my luck. I was, oh. I, there's a second chance at this. Yeah. First thing I do, block the cat flap. So sure. Good now work. we're in the house. Now we've narrowed it down to the house. Yeah. We've got five minutes till the cat needs to be in the car. Right. Basically, I'm chasing the cat around the... <laughs> The bottom floor of our house, right? The kids, yeah. which is like the kitchen and the so sitting have you, room. Have you shut? It sh- is there a door to the stairs I, that I you can shut? I've blocked those off. Yeah, I've blocked right, those So that's off. good. You're slowly closing the perimeter. Slowly closing it down. Feels a bit like, you know, when like lockdown ended. Yeah. You could slowly start doing more things. You could sort yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I couldn't one on one with the cat. It, it just, it was. Uh, there were too many hiding places. It was outfoxing me. <laughs> too many knickknacks, mate. Was too like many under knick-knacks. the sofa. If a cat's under a sofa, you just can't get it out. Stick. Yeah, but then it'll go one way. You know, not hit the cat, the cat, but you hit the stick on the floor and it scares it out. Yeah, but then it goes one way. You go the. It, it, yeah. It's just going under the kitchen table. It, it was. It was. It, <laughs> it, was ga- it was a game of cat and mouse. It was a game of cat and mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and then. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to ask Talita, our cleaner, to help me. But she speaks minimal English, Rob. Where's, she... Where's Talita from? Uh, Brazil. Brazil. Right, Paul James, so... Portuguese. Well, normally we use Google Translate on our phones. Right, OK. To communicate. So... Oh, no. So... But she's watched the whole thing unfold, so, so she, she knows what it, I'm going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take a genius to work at it. You don't need a... Tra- <laughs> so what did you write in Google Translate? No, I didn't. I said, I said, could you help me catch the cat? In English? Yeah, but she's, she knows the word cat. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, criti- I'm not criticising. Yeah, yeah. And also, she's just watching me trying to catch the cat, so she's not going to go, what do you mean? So... Anyway, basically then, me and Talita are kind of chasing this cat around two on one, unable to... You know, defenders, it's all about communication, but we can't communicate our moves. <laughs> what you want to say is, you hang at the end of the sofa, yeah, I'll flush the cat out, yeah, yeah, and then you grab it. It's <laughs> all about communication. So how did, it, how did you and Talita get on? 
How do we get on? <laughs> you know, we yeah. got the cat. We got the cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who grabbed the cat? Me. I yeah. got it. So she was she flushing? Well, no, the vet was flushing. That's how oh, that right. worked. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's, that is lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, so um, then the cat pissed on me through fear when I got it. Oh, it was oh. Through fear? Well, because she hates that box. Oh, she doesn't like going in there. It's annoying, isn't it, cats and dogs? I, lo- I, I love, love the cat. cat. Do you love the cat? I, why, I like having cats. Okay, you I said do. you love the cats, but you like them, so you don't love them. I do, them. actually, because when it looked like she was going to die, I was absolutely gutted. Yes, but when you're on your hands and knees with Talita, yeah. part of you thinking, how much longer we got to do this for? <laughs> well, part of me is thinking, this is basically Rose's cat. Why are me and Talita doing this? <laughs> Where had Rose gone? She's gone to do drop off and then she's gone to the gym. Right, okay. <laughs> there we go. How have you always been? <laughs> My daughter says yard instead of garden and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to feel like an old man. Dad, well yard when can we go and play in the yard? What so what is she? An American? She's been watching Big City Greens. You ever seen that? No. It's like a kids uh, thing, but it's like um, these sort of like country American people move to the city. Oh, right. Oh, and they're right, like, we're yeah. in the yard, meh. You know, that was a terrible impression. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. oh no, what I've been up to. So um, I've realised I do something. Do you ever do this? Say we're chatting. Say we're talking about kidney flushing. Mm. I would sometimes spell flushing in my head, like F-L-U-S-H-I-N-G, like over and over again. And I can see the letters, almost like it's subtitles. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Do you do that? No. No, Lou doesn't either. <laughs> So when you're talking to me, you're doing that in your head. Yeah. So oh, in your head. So H E A D. Interesting. Yeah. I so wonder I'll, what that is. Not always, but sometimes. Sometimes, or 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 I'll think if I'm driving along, I'm thinking like, oh, you know, kitchen. Oh, we need to. I need to sort the kitchen out, and I'll be driving. Then after that thought, it'll be like K I T C H E N K I T C H E N. Wow. And Please write in quite, and tell us what that is, people, or well, if I you. Think, I think it's called ticker, ticker taping, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a dyslexic thing or an ADHD. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But um, if it, I don't know, ADHD, or it's just ADHD, a, a quirk. Do you do that one? Um, no, no, it's not always. It's not every word, but sometimes I will just get in a, I find myself in a bit of a loop doing it. Oh, that's interesting. I think it's called so ticker taping. Did you do it during the flushing? But does it affect not always, your concentration? No. I'm constantly thinking of something all the time. So that's what I have yeah. to do is try, when I try and do like breathing and meditating, try and not think. Right, yeah, but my yeah, brain's yeah, constantly yeah. whirring, like, and it's not always negative stuff or bad stuff. It'll no. be like, so for example, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll see like an old bloke walking into a bank I saw the other day, and he looked like he had like a gun in his bag because he looked. Yeah. But I thought that'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? For like an old bank robber that keeps trying to rob banks, but he's so old and he can't do it anymore. He just keeps doing it wrong to the point no one actually thinks he's robbing a bank. And then yeah. I've written like a sitcom in my, or a film in my head about it. Yeah. And stuff like that. But, but yeah, and then, yeah, so I, it's constantly worrying, but then I do do that spelling out of stuff. But I don't really know what that is, to be honest. That's but, interesting. Um, I, I'm yeah. finding that fascinating that you do that. Um, please, I, I, I'd want to know more about that from yeah. our listeners, please. I don't know what, what they I'm thinking about doing a, a um, TV show <laughs> called What yeah. is Wrong with Rob Beckett? Because <laughs> there's definitely something. And I think it'll be quite good to nail it down. <laughs> I, I would watch. Yeah, I mean, just going, go me walking into a doctor's. I go, look, 
I'm not quite right. There's something going on here. I don't know. What, what I'm all you, right. I'm not. Nothing. You don't want to. You don't want to lose it, do you? Like, do you know what I mean? It's what makes. It's like what makes you you. Yeah, of course. And what? what it's, it's, and it's you, a blurring you, of what's personality and quirks, and then what is an actual sort of medical condition or a, or a yeah. condition that your life would be easier if you didn't have that. But it's all a, a big mix. I'm not, I'm not looking. Actually, what? But I definitely feel like there's a few things that have probably got a name that I have. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But maybe, yeah. that, maybe, maybe. I just thought happen. it was being chirpy, but it's not. There's more going on. There's a lot going on. A lot going on in there. Busy old brain. Oh, then I went. I went shopping with the kids, right? And the, yeah, it's quite delicate about this, right? So the kids, if we buy them clothes now, they refuse to wear them, right? Because they're like, I don't right, like that. Because yeah. basically, we buy yeah. like nice pastel stuff. They look cute yeah, in, yeah, and they yeah. all want like garish bright, bright clothes. Yeah. So they had some money on their little cards. They've got some like cards and they wanted to buy perfume, right? Oh, right, yeah. So we went into a body shop and they ended up buying... I literally went into a body shop with a seven-year-old and five-year-old and said, hello, my daughters want to buy perfume. Please, can you help? Because like, well, kids don't need perfume and I don't want them to start getting... like. Also, it's expensive perfume. Luckily, they had yeah. these little like vegan, fruity, like um, body sprays that aren't sort of... Yeah. They're quite like... It's not chemically and stuff like that they bought a, a grapefruit one and a, a strawberry one anyway they loved it so I had the perfume one and then we went clothes shopping because me and Lou said look they're not wearing the clothes so why don't we take them and let them choose yeah. the worst mistake we've ever made in our life really the outfits they come back with and personally I quite like Next I think Next do really good clothes and a good range right, yeah. and yeah. De- you know not too pricey Primark stresses me out but they do do good bits and Lou goes in there but I get quite stressed going in but we went in Zara because well, oh, that Zara's quite nice, quite Zara's expensive good. Zara. But some of the people that go in there dress in a way that me and Lou would never dress. I'd say eighty percent of the people in Blue Water um, that go in there for like little bits and bobs are just sort of like quite run in the mill, quite normal. There's a twenty percent which are basically teenage girls that are about twelve that go right. in with no clothes on and more makeup on than if they were entering the Love Island villa. All right, Granddad, calm down. <laughs> no, mate. no, 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 no. This is not. This is not granddad. This is, I'm talking thick makeup. However, that group of girls go in there a lot of shopping. So all the clothes are crop tops, short little jean skirts, yeah, right, 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 short right, right. little shorts. But my kids now are in the seven to 13 bracket. Oh no. They're not in ki- little kids. So so my, do- my five-year-old daughter picked up a pink crop top, quite low cut with a pair of, flares and she's five <laughs> I can't dress her in that Josh and then she's like having a meltdown because we wouldn't buy it and, and we, it was supposed to be their choice and now me and Lou are basically we are we are holding outfits that if they walked into the Love Island villa people would go oh it's a bit short isn't it I know they're the bombshell but it's a bit short it was a disaster a complete disaster so then what we did was buy the clothes hoping yeah. that they'd forget they exist yeah. Leave them in the bag in the boot so that next time we go back, I can return them and get the money back. Because I right. can't dress and my daughter have in they, them. Have they forgotten If they I exist? dressed my daughters in the clothes they picked, Josh, and they came to your party, you would say, yeah. what's happening? It's not fancy dress. <laughs> Is everything okay? Yeah. So the clothes are in the bag and we're taking them back Okay. next week. So the plan now is me and Lou are going to find clothes and put them in the basket on an online shop and yeah. ask them to pick out of our shortlisted items. Oh! 
That's the oh, future. Until that's oh. as long until as long as we can get away with that. Yeah. Oh so. my word! This is only going one way. Anyway. Five years time. Right. Should we bring on our guest? Yeah. I need to lie down. Yeah. JB from JLS, and of course, down on the farm. Lou's favourite member of JLS. She loves this guy. JB, two kids and a farm. What a man. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. JB, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm very well, thanks. All the better for seeing you, lads. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Well, we're very excited by this. Do you want to go first as to why you're excited, Rob, and then I'll say why I'm excited? Well, I think you're more excited than me, not to go in hard on you, JB, but my wife is obsessed with JLS to the point where this is quite problematic for me because when I said I'll swing to you, she screamed a way I've not heard her ever scream. Like she was 17 again, going, oh my God, JB, he's my favourite. Like a way that a child would say about you. (laughs) And um, I remember I got caught in about two hours worth of traffic picking her up from a JLS concert years ago. So it's difficult for me because you're a good guy. I'm very happy you're doing this. But your success has impacted me in negative ways in the past. But hopefully we can move on through this as Josh also is a huge fan of your second career as it was. So I think we can get through that pain, Josh, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All I'm going to say is I love Down on the Farm. (laughs) He's obsessed with it. (laughs) Love it. So who's... Are you, are you happy uh, Rob's wife is a fan of you or that I'm a fan of you? What's what's your uh, preferred... I mean, uh... I'll take them both. Of course, <laughs> like you say, Rob, I can understand. Mm. I've had lots of reports of people and boyfriends and husbands who've had similar, let's say, challenges. Yeah. That you've had. <laughs> yeah. You should have just come to the show. You should have she wants she'd rather she'd rather be married to you (laughs) that's the elephant in the room here she'd rather be married to you that's what i'm saying well it's all right you don't have to worry because i'm married as well so it's all good i'm off the right okay good okay that's good yeah we can move on now there's no threat there now is your wife a fan of rob beckett yeah, she is. Like, we've sat down and we've watched a few of your bits, to be fair, Rob. Well, that's that's helping. Yeah, I'll be honest. I can't quite say that she's your biggest fan. Um, let's move on from this rivalry now. <laughs> and let's talk about the kids. Yeah. Uh, how many kids you got, JB, for the listeners? What's the setup at home? I've got two. So I've got a boy who's eight, Ace. Obviously, mm. he's the first. And then I've got Kiara, who's four, a little princess. She's <laughs> she's brilliant. She's good fun. She's my youngest. And yeah, we've just got two, one of each. And you live on an actual farm don't you yeah you live on a working farm not to take it back to the farm straight away <laughs> so did you move out there because of your family or how did that come about yes yeah, so, i mean just to give me a little bit of background i've grown up really in south london pretty much most of my life whereabouts jb well so when i was about four i used to live in the Carib- well i lived in the caribbean for a little while because my mom and dad used to work I was actually born here, but they worked out in Antigua until yeah. I was about three or four. And then um, we moved here again 
well, they moved here for work. And I went to primary school in Tulse Hill. Oh, that's just around the corner. This is yeah. getting worse. Lou, my bump into it. So that was my old bumping ground. And then... Um, right. Oh, where are you now? When I was about 13, we moved to Croydon. So South Croydon. Okay, that's closer. Yeah, we were there yep. till I was about 20... What was I? 24? Yeah. And then, yeah, we moved out to the farm. So we've been there 13 years now, coming up. Nice. Do your kids love the farm? Yeah. Do you know what? For me, just to, as I say, paint that picture... It was before we had kids, but we were definitely in that phase of, you know, we're looking to get married. Yeah. We're obviously looking to move in together and so on. And like, what kind of lifestyle did we want to have for ourselves and for our future and for our family? And at the time, I mean, I was so busy with JLS, like, you know, obviously, as you can imagine, touring a bit like, you know, with you, Rob, and, you know, you're away and, you, you know, you've got lots going on and, you know, lots of projects, lots of TV work, everything's, you know, happening. And, as you can imagine, didn't get many days off. So for me, being able to have like that one or two days in a three, four month period where you actually could do nothing, you know, it's all about being outdoors in the countryside, you know, being able to go for walks. You know, we had a dog at the time and, and take our dog for walks and stuff like that. So that kind of became the foundation for it. And then when I was about, just before we were about to have, no, just after, sorry, we had Ace. That's when we were approached by Dan on the farm. And I'd actually had the farm set up for a couple of years by that point. So we had like pigs on site. We had turkeys and stuff, which we still do commercially. And effectively, it was just a case of, you know, how can we make this space that we've had? We've got about 15 acres here. Useful, yeah. you know, long story short. And and I spoke to previous owners and I did a bit of research on, on the area and, you know, on soil types and all that interesting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're in it hardcore this isn't just like a couple of animals you are on soil types this is unbelievable you never um, believe just how much difference it makes clay yeah. soil and uh very clay where are you kent very clay in yeah, kent. We're in kent yeah you're in kent oh, we are. oh rob <laughs> we're gonna be neighbors <laughs> we're down the road but yeah do you know what so obviously you know th there was a lot of research to be done and, and not yeah. really coming from a farming background it was a, a massive step but you know, as I say, I was always incredibly passionate about it. And then when Down on the Farm came along and obviously then Ace came along around about a similar time. And, you know, then all of a sudden it became less about me and then more about the next generation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as I say, for me, it's such a an incredible industry to be able to support. You know, we don't have the biggest farm in the world, but, you know, we have a bigger voice than most farmers, you know. And, and so for me, it's always been, yeah. I've been very passionate about utilising that voice in any way that I possibly can. And, and being able to shine a light on, as I say, what I think is a fantastic industry. And do you think Lou would be good on a farm, Rob? Ah, uh, let's let's move away from Lou. What about Jerry Clarkson? What do you think about him? <laughs> do you think his planning permission should have got put through? I know. Uh, to be fair, Jeremy's been asked a lot of questions. And, I mean, he's absolutely adored by the farming community. Yeah. But he asks a lot of very important questions. You know, and there's certain things where you just think, why is it not like that? You know, and often it takes someone who's outside of that industry, who hasn't grown up in it, who hasn't, isn't just doing it the way things have always been done, to pose those questions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, and, and similarly for me, you know, being able to see shows on television, whether it's streaming sites, whether it's documentaries, whatever it might be, somewhere where it's been accessed by mainstream media is really, really important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not just for people to appreciate sort of food and where it comes from. You know, one of the things that I saw through the lockdown was, you know, all of a sudden our appreciation for food and, and how it gets to our plates completely changed. When we walked into the supermarket and we couldn't get eggs and we couldn't get flour, and we were like, hold on a second, we were about to bake, you know, our 50th <laughs> batch of muffins and there's nothing 
nothing that we can't use. You know what I mean? We can't use any flap. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, just being able to have that conversation in a place that's not, you know, a political debate or, you know, on, on question time or whatever, is brilliant. It's amazing. I'm a huge advocate for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm sure the kids absolutely love it. You know, the perfect age with all the animals and being in the countryside. But you've travelled the world, you know, with JLS. You've been all over the place. You've lived in London and stuff like that. Are you worried that when they get to 16, 17, they're just going to be like, see you later, <laughs> I'm going. Well, I'm prepared for that, to be honest. That's got to be the worry, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> Yeah, I've been prepared for that. But for me, like, it's about that mindset, you know, and, and, and it's like with anything. They don't necessarily need to go into the farming industry, but if they have an appreciation for it, They'll think differently. Do you know mm. what I mean? And, and even now, you know, we talk about, you know, overproducing beef and cattle and, and the rise of veganism and all that sort of stuff. They're all good things. You know, it's not to say that yeah. everyone's all of a sudden going to become a vegan. But actually, for me, there's value in balance. Do you know what I mean? And, and being able to have those things and people actually thinking consciously about, hold on a second, should I not have a couple of days in my week where I don't have any meat? Yeah, yeah that's a good thing to do. Do you know what I mean? It's not a bad thing. And, and so for me, if, if my kids can grow up around that and grow up with a love of the countryside, grow up with a love of animals, grow up with a love of you know farms and farming and, and things that are really important for all of our futures, for me, that goes a long way. And whether they're involved in health, education, politics, arts, entertainment, whatever they end up doing as sort of that their main career, and, and I'm sure they'll go on and they'll be incredibly successful. I want them to be able to use that position in order to help our society. Do you know what I mean? Not just from what they do, but also from, you know, food is an incredibly important part of everyone's society because of that. Do they know about where the meat comes from? Yeah, yeah. Because they're young. And so did that freak them out? Did they still want to eat meat after or did they not want to eat meat? Because when I was eating lamb once, I told my daughter where it came from and she was horrified with me and didn't speak to me for like two days. <laughs> and she refuses to eat I it. I don't know. I mean, I've always grown up cooking with them. Like, I mean, Ace was couldn't even walk and I would, you know, have him sort of not obviously cooking with me, but, you know, <laughs> have him in my arms and, you know, tasting a bit of pasta and telling me if it's cooked yet or whatever. I've always done that with them and told them where their food comes from. Bless Ace. I mean, he's been on the farm with me when we've been out there with the turkeys and, you know, lost you know, 50 or 60 to the fox. And it's just... Fucking big fox. One fox. Yeah, yeah. It probably was more than one, but I mean... <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> that fox needs locking up. <laughs> Done 50 turkeys. Well, I mean, you can imagine what it's like around here. Yeah. I mean, literally, I walked in and they were all outside the pen, which was good, but it was just a massacre. Oh, God. And there was nothing you can do about it. And if you leave it out, it just attracts more. So you've got to just deal with it as soon as it happened. Oh, my God. So you and Ace were clearing it. Yeah, your eight-year-old was helping clear up. He wasn't even eight. He was like five, and it was right before school. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Obviously, he wasn't picking them up, but, you know, I'd say to him, listen, just hold the bag there for me. Yeah. Daddy's got to go and do the thing. Like, <laughs> hold the bag. I didn't have a choice because Chloe was away at the time. He didn't have Kiara, and I literally, yeah. I was looking after him, wasn't I? So I was... I, I told Chloe, bless her, she didn't have a go at me, but um... <laughs> she was happy. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? That's just part, you know, that was in earlier days. You know, that's that's part of, of farm life and it's, it is tough, mm. you know, and it is difficult. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I always try and, you know, use my voice as much as possible because there'll be people who that 50 birds or whatever it might be is literally their profit wiped out for the year. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. So is the farm like, a, you know, your proper sort of business that sort of like 
you know, you're running it to earn a profit as a businessman and a farmer, yeah. or is it more of like a bit of fun and something to do? You know, you've earned so well from jail and had such an amazing career. Is it like a bit of fun in retirement as it were, or is this a proper, I'm running these farms for a profit and want to build on it and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's run as a business and it's it has to turn a profit. Yeah. I mean, we've gone from, with our turkeys anyway, we've gone from having, I think, 50 or 60 we started with, and now we've probably grown closer to 300. So it's grown over the years. It's been about, I think it's coming up to nine or 10 years this year. You know, so it's grown year on year. Yeah. Got a great relationship with sort of local customers and stuff. And we've built a good customer base that people come back to us. And yeah, you know, for, for us, it's obviously, it's not my main source of income, but mm. it's definitely run as a business. And, and it's something that we are looking to expand. And, and we've, you know, we tried to expand over the years as well. And are the kids helping with that then? Is that sort of, you know, you, they, they come and do the jobs with you now? Yeah, absolutely. Like my little girl, she absolutely loves the chickens. They're her thing. Yeah. I mean, now I can literally be like, okay, Kara, you go and sort the chickens out. I'm going to go and sort this out. And oh, She's four. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does sorting the chickens out mean? What's she got to so do? She'll, go, she'll get all the feed. If you said to me, Rob, sort the chickens out, I'd Google something and I'd panic. <laughs> she'll literally, she'll go and get the food for the chickens. So she's got a yellow bucket outside. She'll go and give them two scoops of corn, two scoops of pellets. Chuck that in. That's her favourite job. Then she'll go over to the chickens, basically go and check for eggs. Yeah. yeah. Give them their food, top up their water, and then basically say, Daddy, I'm done. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> no, I'm still getting my seven-year-old water at the table. <laughs> Your one's feeding chicken. <laughs> Get this, Rob. She works in the abattoir as well. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would if it was that to her. She's, she's definitely the boss, that one. She's in charge. She's going to manage something with the other, yeah, when she gets older. And so are you on the farm feeding some chickens when you're taking calls about the JLS tour and stuff? You're like, yeah, I will go on tour, but first, you know, I've just got to deal with these turkeys and stuff. It's, it's quite a kind of culture clash of a life, isn't it? Well, funnily enough, when we did the first, when we originally came back, I think it was 2019, Yeah, we did like a little sort of skit where each of us sort of took a call from each other and then mm. was like, you know, basically said, yeah, we should do this. And it was obviously all building the anticipation and so on. And I was on the farm, so I did my bit on the farm, you know? Yeah. But, and for me... I, Obviously, they are two very different industries, but actually there's lots of similarities, you know. They're both very, very tough industries. You know, there's lots yeah. of work involved with both. You know, for me, the, the difference is when I'm... A lot just, of horse shit in both, right? Well, that, do you know what? Those are the bits that... <laughs> guys, right, guys? therapeutic, to be very honest with you. I just high-fived myself there, Jamie. <laughs> but then, you know, what, one thing I love about being on a farm is that I'm based around home you know yeah. as much yeah. work as you have during the day or whatever you're done sort of by five o'clock six o'clock when it gets dark or get starting to get dark and you're back home with the family less obviously i love you know doing that and touring and being away with the family and um and stuff like that but you know it can be tough especially if you're away for long periods of time and mm. you know with the kids you're missing on the you know school stuff and football stuff and this and that but they're both lifestyles that I've grown up with and they're both things that I enjoy and they both make me me. Do you know what I mean? And, and I wouldn't trade either yeah. of them, to be very honest with you. Yeah. And do the kids play well together? There's a four-year age gap. Do they play all right or is it a bit arguing? What's the setup? Because oh, I didn't realise I'm quite lucky that my two girls play well. Yeah. But sometimes that's not always the case, is it? I get a bit of both, to be honest. Like They'll wake up one day and they'll be yeah. playing brilliantly with each other. They'll help each other out. Ace will run and they'll make breakfast for Kiara. By breakfast, I mean like toast or cereal or whatever. She'll go and sort it all out and say, yeah, yeah, come, we'll do this. We'll go and get dressed for the day, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then you'll have days where, usually on the weekend, where they'll jump in bed with us, you know, before we have to get up for the day and they'll be 
shouting and screaming at each other. <laughs> as I say, like my daughter, she's the fighter, so she will give as good as she gets, even though she's half his age. Really? Yeah. I mean, she literally just come up to me and she goes, you want to fight? And I was like, who are you talking to? Where did you even get that from? But yeah, I mean, they're, they're typical brother and sister, if I can say that. You know, they do get on, they do have a good relationship, but yeah, they're, they're not short of their, their fights. Well, how's your daughter going to feel though? Because you've written your first children's book. And it's called Ace and the Animal Heroes. Yeah. And it's out on the 27th of April, end of the month. You're going to have to write another one now. (laughs) (laughs) Or another series. Ace and the Animal Heroes feels like that's a series. And we follow Ace (laughs) with his animals in numerous books. Your daughter's not going to be happy about this, is she? Well, do you know what? Obviously, this has been an eight-year project, right? So I started it before Ace was... Just after Ace was born. She will not give a shit about this, by the way. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. So (laughs) what I did... She'll go, halfway through that eight-year project, a child was born. (laughs) And you had another four years... No, but you're right. So what I had to do, I basically had to create a new character. And this is thanks to my editor, Carmen. She said, you know, we want to try and get another character in there. Um, we want to try and add, you know, because I, I literally only had Ace as one of the main kids. was the only kid in it originally and yeah. it's evolved over the years, as you can imagine. So then I thought, oh, this is the perfect time. So I did. I created the character called Bear, which is what we call Kiara, my daughter. Right. Okay. That worked. Yeah. And she's right. had full reign. So even with the illustrations, like deciding how she looked, what hair she had, all of that. Right. She had full reign. Oh. So she has created yeah. her own character within the book. Even though you know the book, the series yep. is named after. Even though the book is called Ace, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll see what she says at eight, yeah. and then maybe we yeah. can. Uh, I'll have a little word with Penguin again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to her the, the book being renamed <laughs> hers for the next one, just to keep her happy. <laughs> Imagine how that would go down in the house. And you um, drew on a lot of your family life about moving from the city to the farm in the book. Now, how honest were you about things that happened in the family life? Because that's a problem. If you involve family members, right, they're not always happy. Was that difficult, putting them in, or they're quite relaxed, your family? Rob says, from bitter experience of doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I say to my mum and dad, it's always true. I never put in a lie. Don't you know what? So far... Because they haven't actually had a chance to read through it properly, they've only seen sort of little snippets as I've gone yeah. throughout the time. So everyone's okay so far. There's been no major issues. Right. I have got a niece and nephew who are already on, you know, on the phone saying to me, "What's going on here?" Are they in the book? Not yet. <laughs> Not in this. Book. Right. You're gonna have to draw the line at the niece and nephews because they'll be. Then that's the problem. How many siblings have you got? I've got one sibling. Mm, that's the issue in it because yeah. if it's one sibling it's only the kids they produce that want to be see I've got four brothers so if I put oh, all the nieces and nephews in it's, it's too much going on it's like Game of Thrones <laughs> I'm trying to limit it to thanks and acknowledgements yeah <laughs> acknowledgements <laughs> is just a get out I love the acknowledgements bit oh, got it. two books we've done and it's like the acknowledgements all the people I forgot about when I was writing the book Special thanks to the 18-month-year-old nephew. I couldn't have wrote this yeah. book without you. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what, JB? From my experience, none of your family are going to read it. They'll lie and pretend they have, so they won't even know. The way it works with the book is um, people go, I love the book, and then you mention something from the book, and they look blankly at you, and you go, you didn't read the book. No. <laughs> well, to be fair, my uh, my wife's... My father-in-law, he he feet well. His name features in the book. He we call him Gaga, or Ace calls him Gaga. Yeah, and he's really good. Like he's the kind of person, and my mum as well actually, that will read through the book and they say, "Oh yeah, so I, I think you should change that." And actually, grammatically, this is incorrect. So it needs to be as I'm like, 
Mum, oh, I've got an editor for that. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? They're getting Those people, they sound like people after my own heart. I love someone that can spot a grammatical mistake. Thank you very much. And, and what's funny is their birthdays are quite similar. So I, I think they're pretty much the same people, just on the <laughs> other side of the family. But no, do you know what? We Obviously, the family are incredibly supportive and always have been. Yeah. And obviously, they're excited about the book being out as well and, and you know, being able to read it and share it with, with everybody. So, yeah. I was going to say, what do they think? of you moving to like a farm with and having kids there and stuff like that like away from a bit further away from where all your family are are they still like Croydon way yeah yeah so I'm actually not too far from them so from um, close mum and dad I'm about 40 minutes and then from my my side I'm probably about 25 minutes so it's not bad it's yeah. actually probably happy medium you know when you you know you got grandparents close enough but not right on your journey on the same road <laughs> yeah, they can yeah, still yeah, do babysitting yeah. but they can't pop in for a cup of tea yeah you know I mean <laughs> when they babysit do they have to do the chickens and the turkeys as well so you know if you go away for a couple of nights and the grandparents are in do they have to do the farm yeah so my mum now will do it. She'll do it. I try not to go away too long with her because she'll she'll do a few days and then she's kind of like, I'm over it now. But, but yeah. no, no, she no. All jokes aside, she's very very helpful and well, both you know both sides as well. You know, close mum and dad are incredibly helpful as well. And you know, as I say, like we try and go away as a family at least once in a year. Yeah, you know, which is just you know I think is is necessary and healthy and and um, yeah you know we always have good support as I say locally as well. If you are going away for a couple of nights, maybe it's like anniversary or something like that, and the kids are at home, the grandparents are around. Say they get the kids up, get them off to school, right? What else is it they have to do? When you're not there, like, or do you get someone in to cover that? Because, like, nah. I think that's the issue, is it? If you've got grandparents who love the kids and then they've got to go out and do the turkeys. <laughs> yeah. I keep it simple. So, basically, they need to make sure they're fed, yeah. make sure they're watered, yeah. and make sure there's no major issues. So, no breaks in fences or, you know, <laughs> any dramas like that. Perimeter check. <laughs> walk the bounds. Walk the 15-acre bounds. And what are they feeding and watering? What, what's on the list of things to be fed and watered? <laughs> Children. <laughs> Obviously, children, chickens, pigs, turkeys, yeah. primarily cats, yeah. Yeah. dog. Whoa! Right, that's it. We've got two cats, and we Rose worries about going away with the two. We've got Paul, Pauline next door is excellent. Her kids love feeding the cats, yeah. but Rose is like, we can't go away for too long because the cats will miss us. Oh fuck <laughs> a cat! <laughs> what? Cats don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> fuck the cats. She cares about the cats. She cares about the cats. Don't care. Cats will survive on their own. They're all right. Yeah, I mean, our cats are pretty much feral. Yeah. Uh, well, one of our cats is called Beryl. That's close to feral. But <laughs> I don't really give them much affection. <laughs> and Rose does. And they much prefer her. So they do actually care about Rose. They couldn't give a fuck about me. Right. I can't believe it, really. Do you know what? So my relationship with cats hasn't always been as positive as my wife, shall we say. However... <laughs> You hate cats. We rescued. We rescued. <laughs> you you hate cats. Let's just say it. Just say it, JB. You hate cats. You hate your cats. Past tense. Hated. Not anymore. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Here he is. The grammar runs in the family. Past tense. <laughs> This guy's a writer now. Forget the farm. This guy's all over it. You're right. Listen, listen. So we rescued two cats. And yeah. initially, it's my intention that they'd be farm cats, right? We had a massive rat problem. And I didn't want to do this and do that and poison and whatever else. And I, I just, it didn't feel right to me, to be very honest with you. Yeah. And so I was like, no, absolutely not. But it was a massive issue, like biting through bins and eating food and all that sort of stuff, right? 
So I rescued two cats, but they were both feral cats. And obviously you needed them to hunt and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so we had them on the farm. And when I say feral, I mean, I couldn't put my hand in the cage to stroke any of them. Give Get them, them food. Yeah. Like you want cats that have done time if their job is killing rats. That's what you need. <laughs> you need prison cats. They've done plenty of time. Anyway, <laughs> okay. obviously them being on the farm, me feeding them every day, giving them water every day, seeing them every day. We had Ace by this point and one of them was named Phantom. We called him Phantom because we literally never, ever saw him. If I went down there, he would go in the opposite direction. Gone. See you later. I wouldn't see him for the rest of the day. Yeah. Anyway, over about six to nine nine months, all of a sudden he started getting a bit closer and started coming over. And I was still quite scared, to be honest. I put my hands up because in the beginning, I couldn't give him food in his crate. Literally couldn't put my hand in there because I was afraid I'd get swiped. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, you know, cozying up to my leg, coming up to say hi. <laughs> and bearing in mind, now we've got a toddler running around. So Ace is there and Ace has no experience with any sort of animal other than what we've introduced him to. All obviously very above board, very, very nice and gentle and brilliant and whatever else. Anyway, so this cat now starts coming up to Ace. So we're like freaking out, thinking, oh no, we're going to have to grab the cat if it does anything, whatever else, thinking the worst. And I promise you that year of food, water, and a little bit of affection changed Phantom from being pretty much wild and feral. Like Ace could call him and he'd come. Oh, really? Ace could tell him to wow. jump up on the bonnet of his like little electric vehicle and he'd jump up on it and they'd drive around the garden. Amazing. And I would never have believed it if you told me it. So that's <laughs> why it's past tense. And now I've got a, a You like cats now? Yeah, the cats for sure. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. So, are we going to gloss over that your son drives at the age of eight? That's a hell of a... Uh... <laughs> we live on a farm, what do you expect? <laughs> Lawless. We can do what they want. All the kids at school who were farmers when I was growing up in Devon, they'd all pass their test within like a week of turning 17 because they'd just been driving their yeah. whole teenage years around the farm. Literally. Have you put him behind the wheel of a car? Because you can, can't you? <laughs> He's not quite tall enough, I don't think, oh. yet. But yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. He does all the driving on the tractor with me. Does he? He'll sit on my lap, obviously, but he'll do all the thing. I'm like, okay, you think you're going to make that turn? I better reconsider and then we'll reverse a bit and then we'll go around. <laughs> but yeah, do you know what I mean? I think for me, those are some of the, the, the memories that you create and that are so unique to that lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's something that they look back with fondness, I find. You know, any, like you say, anybody that I know who's like grown up with a farm or had any experience like with farming or the outdoors or whatever, it's such an incredible memory that sticks with them. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, as I say, for me, I th I'd love my kids to be able to hold on to those memories as they get older as well. Do they watch Down on the Farm? They do, yeah. That's do they? Yeah, of course they do. It's brilliant. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But have they come and seen you, like, you know, doing your other crew at JLS, like, performing? Have they been to the gigs? Yes. Yeah, so well, I was talking about Down on the Farm, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I was also... <laughs> you just moved it straight on, mate. It's no. what I've been looking forward to all day. No, like, what do they prefer, Down on the Farm or your gigs? Oh, well, don't pretend you care about Down on the Farm, Rob. You're just interested in JLS. To be honest, a bit of both. I mean... Have they been to the gigs? The first time they went to a concert, 
was our show on the last tour. Oh, was it? Which was incredible. Amazing. And they were inv- fully involved. They had all the lights and whatever else, all the merch. They had, you know, all their little hoodies and whatever else. And we ended up getting pretty much Amazing. all the JLS kids together, came on stage with us, you know. So, oh, yeah, wow. those are pretty special moments. And and my daughter in particular, she absolutely loved it. Like, she's the little performer. So, you know, she's already said, Daddy, every time we drive past the O2, she's like, Daddy, when can we go to the O2? I'm like, oh, anytime we, we want, you know, a bit of five guys or whatever. We can, you know, go hang out, a bit of yeah. soccer, social, football, whatever. She's like, no, 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 you need to sing. <laughs> I'm like, you can't just walk up to the O2 and do that. I have to organise that. So she's pleased you're going back on tour. So she's excited about that. But then, you know, as I say, both of them, like they come to work with me sometimes, not all the time, less now, obviously, because yeah. they've got their own little agendas and, you know, own schedules and stuff. But yeah, you know, they come to work with me um, when I'm filming or whatever I'm up to. Obviously, they're on the farm with me as well from time to time. So yeah, you know, they do both. And, you know, I don't think they know any differently. They've yeah. just grown up with both. So um, it's just part of what they do. What was it like having your kids at the gig? Are you, you're you not like beforehand, like looking after them, just about to go on stage at the O2, are you? Oh, yeah. Were they like backstage with you? Yeah, yeah, they're backstage. My daughter walks me to stage. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> she holds my hand and walks me to stage. <laughs> Were they all right just walking out on stage at the O2? Because I know I'm shitting myself. <laughs> she was more. My, my little boy, actually, funnily enough, I mean, he's the one who's done most. Like, he's done acting and modelling and all sorts. But I think, you know, it's, it's still 15,000, 16,000 people in the O2, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it was it was a big deal. And, and he's, Overwhelming. Yeah, he's one of the oldest. So I think there's that added, you know, sort of sense of responsibility. Yeah. Whereas the younger are just sort of tearing around, you know, they don't care if they go and pull down one of the lights, do they? No. They're just uh, <laughs> there to have fun. So um, I, I imagine they got cheered, though. When I brought my daughter on stage in front of 700 people in Bromley, um, she got heckled. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they would tell us a joke. I was like, mate, she's four. Just let her get this joke out and let's move on. Oh, dear. <laughs> so just your son model, you said? Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, they've both done a few bits and pieces. But yeah, my little boy, well, he started about 18 months, two years. Did he? So how do you get into child modelling? To be fair, we've got a, a friend who's in PR. So she looks after loads of different children's brands and yeah. is obviously a great friend of ours. And she just asked him to come and be involved in something that she was doing, like a sort of press day. Yeah. So that was his first job if you want to call it that yeah but then yeah since then he's worked with you know a couple of sort of agencies and my wife Chloe was a professional dancer so she's got you know lots of links to agents and stuff like that and yeah over the years he's been involved in um you know bbc dramas and he did Grant's star oh wow, oh, wow. they both did something actually together in the lockdown a drama called chloe but yeah so they both did that and um, yeah, you know, he, he does stuff on marks and spencers as well yeah he, he, he does loads to be fair amazing do you get obviously because they get paid like pretty well sometimes those kind of things does that go in a little like savings account for him for when he's older yeah yeah yeah. so for both of them or do you just stick it on like the holiday this year and go come on no 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 you want holiday you gotta pay for it we do a little thing with him whereby if he's whatever he's done you know and we we sort of like add it all up because he's old enough to do that now we'll add it all up and we'll just say to him right you can buy one thing for yourself whatever it is Yeah. yeah and Usually we do that around New Year when all the sales and stuff coming, so you can buy one thing for yourself because you've you know you've worked really hard this year, and that's something that I you know I grew up doing, and, and both you know, my wife as well, like her family grew up 
doing as well you know you work hard and then you can treat yourself you know and yeah. obviously it's important to teach him about money and stuff but it's also like it's funny because he goes from christmas saying i want a ps5 i want this i want that to all of a sudden it's like okay well you can get that if you want with your own money and it's like oh no actually yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe i'll get a, a water bottle yeah. <laughs> so no but you know he he loves it and and you know obviously we, we just kind of support him as he's going through it. He, he does lots of football as well. So, you know, he's a busy old boy, but... Um... How do kids pay tax? <laughs> if you're 18 months, you've done a model in shit. <laughs> Obviously, they get their allowance, don't they? I don't know what it is if you... I don't know, yeah. just say you were like, I don't know, Dakota Fanning or someone in a proper Hollywood movie. How does it work? Yeah, Radcliffe must have had a fucking massive tax bill after Harry Potter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, has he got a limited company at the age of 12? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't know how it works, but I think they can pay tax. So, yeah, I need to... He's not earned that much just yet, but uh, I need to... Do it. <laughs> we know exactly as soon as you finish this, you're going to be Googling that in a panic. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> when he goes on set, are you... How does it work? Do you one of you accompany him on set, or does it... Because they're not allowed to like work long hours and stuff, are they, kids? There's like rules yeah. around that. Yeah, no, there's definitely rules around it. My, my wife is a guru with that. She handles all of that. That's her domain. I've done a few bits and pieces always gone together, but usually she'll sort of manage that. And um, so what you can do is you can be a licensed chaperone. So you can go as a parent, yeah. but officially be sort of, you know, keep their hours and, you know, log all their data and stuff like that. And there are strict hours. So like we did a show last year together as a family called Cooking with the Gills and literally all four of us were, you know, involved in it. And my daughter at the time was only three. So it was a bit tough with her just sort of making sure she had the right hours and stuff like that and of course they wanted both kids to be involved in it and she could only do like three hours or two hours or something like that so right. basically they had to like literally half an hour cooking right you're offset da, 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 and she can only be on set for a number of hours age wasn't too bad and he's getting to that age now where actually i think his, his hours can extend and he can he's not quite on the same as an adult but you know he can do a full day yeah but yeah. yeah you know it's kids do have to pay tax by the way jb just so you know do they? they do have to pay tax but they get a tax-free allowance like adults up to 12 That's grand it. something like twelve thousand five hundred seventy. so if they earn more over that so radcliffe would have to pay yeah, tax yeah, yeah, on yeah. his harry potter oh. dollar i'm sure he got paid more on that but you don't have to pay national insurance until you're 16. okay good to nice know I love that. see this podcast is boring sometimes <laughs> sometimes we can't help the fact it's boring <laughs> well I learned something just then and I appreciate that that's for sure yeah, yeah I didn't want JB to be brought down by the tax man <laughs> from coming on our podcast yeah Rob Google whether uh, JB's son or JB will be the one that goes to prison that's the question imagine <laughs> <laughs> young offenders what are you in for yeah a bit of white, white collar stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the tax office understands it's a grey area with children earning money, so I'm sure they'll be very understanding. Prison for geniuses. <laughs> um, on down on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> he loves There's it. other kids. You have kids on that, right? Yes. What's that like working with them? Are they ever annoying? For the most part. For the most part. Let's let's not talk about the most part then. Which one's annoying? No, 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 no. They're not annoying. No one's <laughs> They're like cats. After a while, you get used to it. No one's annoying. It's just that obviously you can imagine the attention span of a child is, is generally speaking, yeah. shorter than for an adult. Yeah. yeah. And with filming, as I'm sure you guys will appreciate and understand, when you've got four cameras on something, it's great. And you can do it once and it's done. Everything's in the bag. <laughs> when you got to do it, 
three, four, five times, but you only have one camera, it's a bit of a different story. And bless these kids, sometimes they just have enough. They don't want to do it four times. Yeah. They want to do it once. And they're literally just like, but I just said that. And then you ask them, so what's your favorite fruit? And they say cherries, because it's about cherries that day. And then you say the fourth time, what's your favorite fruit? Strawberries. And you're just like, no, 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 no. You need to say cherries. <laughs> Oh, it must be so hard. <laughs> but it's covering. <laughs> and then you ask again, pineapple. And that's when you just like, you, you need to have that on the first one. <laughs> well, I think kids express what adults feel, but say it out loud. Yeah. Because when you're, you know, you're probably sitting going, oh, I don't really want to have to say cherries again, but you do it because you're a professional, you're at work. But a kid goes, I don't want to do this. This yeah. is boring now. <laughs> Literally. And to be fair, I mean, there's some incredible kids that have been involved in a show. Like I had one little boy, went to his family's farm. So it wasn't, it's his uncle, I think, or, or his aunt. And he was always there. And he, you know, we were doing this thing and it was in the heat of summer and I wasn't thinking straight. So I kept fluffing all my all my lines, all my stuff that I had to say. And he, you know, that third or fourth time that I did it, he just went, oh my days, it's Da, 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 da. Can you just get it right? I'm done. You do my job. <laughs> you might as well get paid the big bucks and we'll call it a day. Brilliant. <laughs> but then you reported into the HMRC about his tax, so you won that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's stuff like that, you know, that sticks with you. And, and, you know, they say don't work with animals and children. I love working with both. Yeah, you have to hit the double, wouldn't you? Animals and children. Because I did a filming with my dog for Crufts and it was carnage. Yeah. Filming with a yeah. dog. Also, it's not the dog, the cameraman at one point. No, the director said, yeah, um, Rob, can you reposition Fred? He's just in the back of his head. I went, no, it's a dog. <laughs> it will move. It will <laughs> He will sand and sit however he That's wants. That's exactly it. Do you um, ever hang out with the other CBBC or CBBC presenters? Sometimes. Do you ever see them? I don't see them often, but yeah, obviously, you know. Who have you met? Andy? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I've met them all. Yeah. I've been to the um, the Panto, CBBC Panto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've seen them there. And we went to, um, we did like the CBBC's Big Day Out. You know, the Big Days Out. Sort of the oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been to that with the kids as well. And they did uh, like an opening for at Alton Towers. Haven't they got like a CBBC land or CBBC world? Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. I'm going there soon. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. For like, well, Kiara, she's four, she'd love it. She's just, just perfect for their age, sort of three, four. And then, yeah, so we went to that. So like Kat was there and Kat's left now. She had a few babies. Say hey. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Kiara. Hello. <laughs> but yeah, Kat was there and, you know, it's a lot of the presenters and stuff and, and it was good fun. Oh, that's nice. Um, The book, just another plug for the book, is out 27th of April. Yeah. Ace. <laughs> I love the way she just did <laughs> And the just animals. Just for people that weren't watching. Obviously, I'm watching because it's a podcast. Your daughter just disappeared out of the screen like she was doing that thing where you pretend you're in a lift. She just kind of... Did she fall off the chair? No, my kids are well-trained. They know if I'm on a call, they need to be quiet. <laughs> 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 just, like, snuck in. Oh, bless her. I to the JLS boys or something, but she tried to make herself scared. Well, you forget sometimes when it's Easter holidays when you book stuff in and you go, okay, there'll be children in the house <laughs> yeah. then and they're all screaming and you're like, I need to do this. My little boy just now, when I said to you that he can buy something, you know, once a year, he can buy something, he's like, football cards. And I'm like, no, that's every month you buy those. <laughs> <laughs> 
but well good luck with the book ace and the animal heroes out the 27th of april and i look forward to the uh the new series involving your daughter's name yes. to keep her happy <laughs> yeah i've got to get to work now thanks rob <laughs> yeah exactly um, good luck with it mate Cheers. 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 Thanks, guys. oh the final question we didn't ask the final question josh oh final question final question you're gone who is the member of JLS you like the least? No, <laughs> the final question is what one you're better asking the final question, Rob. I always mess it up, but here we go. What one thing does your wife do parenting wise that you're like, that is just unbelievable. I couldn't do that myself. And what one thing does she do as a parent that really annoys you, but you haven't brought it up with her. But if she were to listen to this is a good way of her finding out. <laughs> she's in the room. So she's already listening. <laughs> The one thing that she does that I couldn't do is is manage everything. I don't understand how she gets everything done when she's by herself. Because as you can imagine, I travel a lot and she just makes it work. And then I come home and she goes to work or does, you know, a few meetings or she's out for the day or even overnight. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, I'm hands on and I do it and, you know, it gets done. But... I don't run it like she runs it and I don't I don't know how she does it. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Um and the, are you talking about parenting one thing that that Yeah. Yeah, or you can just go about a personality if you want. That's up to you. If you, if you <laughs> just want to take her down as a human being, that's more you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah. That's on you, mate. <laughs> I'm definitely not taking her down as a human being because she's my wife. <laughs> I like that, that way. Um parenting that I don't get. Uh that sort of frustrates you a bit. You don't really agree with the way she does it. It's very difficult when you're staring at the person you're talking about, but this is actually giving an extra layer. <laughs> she's actually laughing at me now. Sits in on podcast records to make sure what you say is correct. <laughs> um, one thing that I don't, that really frustrates me is... Oh, that's it. I've got it. <laughs> you're so pleased about it. <laughs> our daughter, she's getting out of it now, but obviously our daughter was, you know, just going through that phase where, you know, an hour or two long journey is a long time. So we still have a potty, still yeah. take it with us every now and again, have to use it. And my wife insists, obviously if it's a number two, yeah, you keep that so you can get to a toilet and, and dispose yeah. appropriately. If it's a number one, and we're on the, I don't know, the side of the motorway somewhere and there's grass and fields and whatever. I'm like, why are you keeping a souvenir of our daughter's week? Empty it. <laughs> <laughs> Just chuck it out. Yeah. <laughs> I never understand. And then you get it in the car and I'm just yeah. like, I'm chucking it about, obviously, as you do, emptying all the stuff. And I'm just like, ah, oh, it's full of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Little potty. <laughs> That's the one thing that I definitely... <laughs> Fair enough. It's a good it one. It was worth it. It was good. Cheers, JB. Good luck with the book, mate. Good luck with the book and the tour. No worries. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. JB J there. Oh, well, there we go. That shows our skills, Rob. JB there. <sighs> JB. Yes, we, we're harmonising. Yeah. <laughs> Is that harmonising? JB from JLS. Oh, I didn't ask you what JLS stands for. I could Google it. Just a little soul. Right. Do you want to know what JLS stands for to end the episode? Yeah, go on. What does JLS stand for? <laughs> Seamless. Smooth, that was. Oh. Jack the Lad Swing. <laughs> the worst name in history. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That, and I love the JLS lads, yeah. is the shittest that Jack the Lad Swing. Yeah. But then it shouldn't be JTLS. Oh, wow. They were originally called UFO. Uh, do, you know, do you want to know what that stands for? No. They're originally called UFO, which stood for Unique, Famous, Outrageous. Oh. 
<laughs> it's very mid noughties isn't it? Yeah. They actually, I remember they turned up as a band already, didn't they? They must be one of the most successful people on X Factor, mustn't they? Yeah, but they, they weren't put together. They yeah. turned up in like little pastel t-shirts, didn't they? Yeah. They're actually pretty good, Charles. Yeah, they are. They didn't win. They didn't win. They lost. But yeah, I remember when they first come on, look at Who do they lose to, Rob? Um, no idea. Alexandra Burke. Berkey. Berkey. Anyway, Josh, I'll see you on Tuesday. See you on Tuesday. See you then. Bye. 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 